We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Chicago Bears select... Welcome to Picks for Polls, presented by The Bear Report. Your number one source for everything Chicago Bears draft news, analysis, scouting reports, and more. Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, making their way to the podium, Andrew Freeman and Usaid Koshal. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Picks for Polls podcast as brought to you by the Bear Report and Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Usaid Koshal. You can follow me on Twitter at Usaid Koshal. The Bears are in training camp. They just wrapped up week two with Monday, August 8th being a off day. The pads are officially on. We're just a less than a week away from the Bears' first preseason game against the Kansas City Chiefs on August 13th, so we're getting closer and closer to the start of the regular season. For this episode, though, I was joined by former NFL tight end Clay Harbor. He is a lifelong Bears fan, so without a doubt, go ahead and enjoy the interview. But before we get into all that, make sure that you have given the podcast a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to our show, go ahead and head to our website, bearreport.com, for complete and extensive coverage of your Chicago Bears. Joining us now here on the Bear Report podcast, we've got a special guest. You guys may know him. I certainly know him, but he's an Illinois native. We've got former NFL tight end Clay Harbor in the house. You can follow him on Twitter at ClayHarbs82. He was at Hallis Hall this past week covering Bears camp. Had the first of two padded practices that Clay got the opportunity to watch. But Clay, how's it going? Thanks so much for jumping on here. I appreciate you having me. I love talking Bears. I'm a lifelong Bears fan. And obviously, uh, you know, my time in the NFL, uh, always caught up, stayed up with the Bears and afterwards as a fan. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I mean, let's just get right into it, because for those of us that cover the team, and I'm a lifelong Bears fan, too. I mean, just what are your general thoughts and observations regarding the Bears this offseason? There's an entire regime change. Khalil Mack's gone, Akeem Hicks is gone, a couple faces of the team now playing elsewhere. But, you know, you were there for two days at camp with the pads on. What'd you see? 
You know, I think it's, I think they're trending in the right direction. So that's what I see. I see a team that's obviously been through a lot, but they're trending in the, in the right direction. Um, <clears throat> got a young quarterback with a ton of talent. Obviously you want to put more talent around him, but I think Poles and Eberflus are heading in the right direction. I think they're, they're putting together an offensive line that's turning out to be decent. I think they're going to be better than they were last year there. I think as the uh, the tight end group as a whole is great. It's one of the best tight end groups they've had in the past several years. Obviously, the receivers, you got Mooney. And, you know, that's one of the positions that have, has been getting a lot of attention. You don't know what happens after Mooney, who's going to step up, who's going to play. But I think there are some guys under the radar that have some talent there. So... Overall, I think that uh, this team could surprise some people this year. I do think it could be a little bit of a rebuilding year, um, but I think they're heading in the right direction. So I have to ask you this, just what sticks out regarding this coaching staff? Because the handful of days that I've been at practice, I've seen Matt Eberflus right there in the middle of the action. I mean, it seems like this staff is taking a crazy hands-on approach that a lot of Bears fans and even me members of the media like myself are not really accustomed to seeing. Yeah, I like it. They, he's he's doing some good things at practice. And the first thing I noticed when I was over at Hallis Hall was there's a lot of energy here. The energy at the practice, you got the music, the guys are moving quick. And it was high tempo. They're going to be in shape. That's something they're doing. He's he's getting them from drill to drill. They're working. There's not much time in between drills. So he's getting these guys in shape. And I think overall, there's a ton of energy. He's doing a good job there. He's doing a good job getting them from drill to drill and getting a lot of reps in. You had a tweet recently talking about Dallas Goddard, who I love, by the way, as a player, as well as tight end Cole Komet. But just what sticks out to you regarding Cole's play style. I recently had a story on how Luke Getzey thinks that Cole Komet's going to take another step forward, but Cole's clearly got big expectations for himself. It seems like, man, this guy, I, I didn't realize. So I was there at house hall and I have friends on the team. So like just getting on the field afterwards and talking to like the players and then I turn around and Cole Komet's behind me. I, oh man, this guy is a monster. I didn't know how big this dude was. He's probably 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, 265 pounds. This is Paul Bunyan. Like, where did this guy come from? But he's a massive guy that can run and move. So that's the surprising thing is, as a tight end, usually you might see, you see a big dude, you see a small guy. The smaller guys are more quick and the big guy uses his body more. Komet's a guy that does both. He's big and fast and quick. He's got a skill set that you don't see much for tight ends. He should have a really big year this year. I think there's some things he still needs to work on. This is me just nitpicking because I've played with some really good tight ends. If he wants to be in that top 10 level of tight end, he's going to have to work on his releases and his routes a little bit. But he's got all the tools to be that guy, to be one of the best tight ends in the league. And I think this year he will have a great year. And people are saying he never produced. He didn't score many touchdowns. He's got to get better in the red zone. He's got to get better getting off of press coverage. But he did have 60 catches and over 600 yards last year. So the guy has shown that he can't produce on Sundays. And it's one of the guys that had me really excited about this Bears team this year. I think that they could, you know, overachieve on expectations. So part of you answering that question, kind of you said that Cole Komet has a skill set that not a lot of tight ends have. What exactly do you mean by that? Because for the casual NFL fan, I think that the definition of a really good tight end is a big body player that has really great route running, but also has 
really good hands as well as size. And then the biggest thing of all is just breakaway speed. And guys like that include Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, even I would say Kyle Pitts. Yeah, so there's different style tight ends. The reason I like Komet is he reminds me a little bit of like Martellus Bennett, Rob Gronkowski, guys like that, because he's a blocker too. Komet can block. So a lot of times you got a guy like Travis Kelsey. If he's on the line of scrimmage, you're not going to run the ball to Travis Kelsey. You're not going to run to the strength because he's not going to be able to block a defensive end. Most of the time you're running, use him as backside cutoff. You might use a zone scheme to where you're, 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 you're sifting him to block the backside end or he's arcing to block a cornerback. But Cole Komet's a guy that can block a defensive end. He's a guy that can, that can do that. And that's what impresses me and why I like him. That, that opens up things in the pass game. You don't, you're not cutting off one side of the field as far as in the run game. You can do play action pass either, either side of the field. The thing that he does well is he's a blocker as well as he can run and he is the big body, which is hard to find. A guy like Kelsey is going to he's the best receiving tight end in NFL history, in my opinion, but he's not going to block anybody. And he doesn't have to because he's so successful at doing what he does. He can cut someone off backside and he's going he's gonna to catch. He's going to have 100 yards in a game. So, I mean, Komet can do everything. He's an all-encompassing, do-it-all tight end, and that's what I respect about him, the fact that he can block, he can run, he's fast, he's quick, and he's got the big body. That's some really good insight right there. And, you know, I'm a big Cole Komet believer, too. I thought he was going to take another step forward last year, and I think he did. But this year, kind of, I think, is a lot of people are going to see he's going to fulfill that expectation of being a second-round pick and even more for the Bears. But you also had another tweet, and I feel like Bears fans kind of took this one out of proportion because you talked about how Jalen Hurts was ahead of Justin Fields, and a lot of people kind of looked at it and said, well, Clay's just, you know, bashing Justin Fields. But I think it was the exact opposite where you were kind of saying, hey, Jalen's done phenomenal so far, but Justin can still be a phenomenal quarterback for this team. But just what did you see from Justin, whether it was last year as well as at camp, that makes you think, hey, this guy's going to take another step forward, and there's no doubt about it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So Justin Fields, you can tell he's just got so much raw ability, the, the arm strength, you know, the, the athletic ability. This guy can run a 4 4 and he's just got this presence about him that exudes confidence, and you respect that. 
it's tough for him because I don't think his his play style suits some of these practices like this. He's not a guy that's going to take five steps back, get the ball out quick on time. He's not a guy that's going to take the seven step drop, get the back ball out right quick on time. If Trevor Simeon's late throwing a pass, a five step drop, a seven step drop, that's very concerning. The thing about Justin Fields is he's a different style quarterback. He can run or he can scramble. He can create more time. You see a guy like Patrick Mahomes. How many times does he scramble, keep his eyes downfield, and that's when he completes a pass? What, what I saw was Justin Fields wasn't as accurate as I'd hoped on some plays. He, he'd make a great throw, and he'd come back, and he'd be a little off, or he would be a little late getting rid of the ball. So I wanted to see him be quicker. I think he's got all the talent. He did impress me in certain areas, but he, did, he do, does have some things that he has to work on. But you realize that this guy – this is his first. This is his first time being the starting quarterback coming into the season. Last year, you didn't even think he was going to play. He, he had Andy Dalton and Nick Foles ahead of him. It wasn't his team. He wasn't a leader, so it's it's tough. And Jalen Hurts has AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard has tons of weapons. And seeing Jalen Hurts play, oh, wow, this guy's actually very impressive. I, I hear the media criticizing him, but what I saw the two practices I was at. Jalen Hurts looked like he's ready to take a huge leap forward this year. He obviously has arguably the best offensive line in the league, has the best running game in the league. It's himself included with the zone read scheme that he's doing very well at. Had a couple of big runs yesterday's practice I was at. But he's also getting the ball out on time and getting the ball to his number one guy, A.J. Brown, which makes things a lot easier. You got a guy like A.J. Brown. So it's different. You're comparing apples to oranges here. It's not apples to apples because they're different style players. But in my opinion, yes, Jalen Hurts is ahead of Justin Fields as well. He should be. He's got the better roster right now, and he's a year older. Yeah, that's some really good insight. You know, I think when people kind of look at the reset that the Bears had this year, part of that was also just a total reset for Justin Fields, who I think had the biggest reset of anyone at Hallis Hall. And so it's going to take time, but just as the old adage that goes with us Bears fans, every time there's a regime change, it's just go ahead and just be patient with anything and everything because the results hopefully will come this time. But what about the offensive line? Because the Bears have some veteran talent like a Michael Schofield and a Riley Reef and Cody Whitehair. And then there's some young emerging talent like Braxton Jones. All right, Clay, before we move on to the next question here and continue this recording, which has been so fun so far, we have to tell our listeners about... Odds Trader. Sports betting continues to take over the sports world, and with fall right around the corner, there's going to be action from every major league sports league across the country on our own TVs. If you're like me, you're glued to the couch watching as many games as you can. Our friends at Odds Trader have got you covered with all the odds for each major sports book from around the web, all in one place just for you. As an added bonus, Odds Trader even compares the sign-up codes and promos so you get the best deal possible. When you're trying to find the best book, it's always best to have the best sign-up codes and promotions. Sometimes those even come with boosts, even additional money deposits. The app gives you a complete rundown on any game, including statistics, injuries, key game stats, game day weather, keeping you, the fan, as informed as possible. And sometimes if you're like us, 
You've got multiple bets going at once. Odd Trader will keep track of them all in one place for you. So what we want you guys to do is this. Head over to oddtrader.com slash bluewire. Once again, that's oddtrader.com slash bluewire, the number one website for all your game day bets. Everyone right now is kind of just using the wait and see approach with the Bears O-line, I think, including the coaching staff. But do you think that at some point the Bears kind of have to stop subbing guys in and out on the O-line and say, you know what, this is the starting five we're going to go with because this is what we've seen through the first two to three weeks of camp because we want you guys to be ready to go for the regular season. Yeah, no, I think that that's... um think the o-line you want to get you want to start getting there by the time you're getting to the first preseason game you know first second preseason game have your starting five so you guys can start to get some continuity there you're getting used to the guy that's going to be making calls with you you're going to get used to the guy that you're combination blocking with and just see his style know how he does things know how he makes calls and get used to that and have some time together as a unit it's tough because you have some injuries i know lucas patrick is out we everybody's got him penciled in as a starting center I love the Michael Schofield signing and I love the Riley Reef signing. You need some veterans on that team. Those guys are vets. They've been in this league for years. They've played for years. They're not going to get dominated. They got two, their guys got pride. They will not let this line be a bad offensive line. I do. I, you know, Tevin Jenkins is back now. I, I think, I mean, it's been a saga there, but I think he's going to have to have a big season this year. He knows that his, his career is in jeopardy if he doesn't. And, you know, Kobe Whitehair, uh, Braxton Jones, where do they fit? I think you got some talent here. And then young guys, Doug Kramer, Larry Borum. Um, I think it's an interesting group, and I think this can be a group that actually does some good things. So I'm excited to see how they're playing come, you know, the preseason game. And I'm going to be at practice Wednesday and Thursday, and I have been watching more of the tight ends and receivers. But I want to make sure that I take a look at these uh, this old line on uh, Wednesday and Thursday more as well. So let me ask you this, being a former tight end, did you just always feel more comfortable throughout training camp when you knew that, hey, the offensive line next to me was going to be solidified and it was kind of these starting five guys because it kind of made your job easier? For me personally, I, I liked to I liked to know which tackles I was going to go with. So that was where it went for me. And I think obviously each player is going to have that uh, – have that feeling you get used to a guy next to you. You end up building this chemistry. You know what kind of calls you're going to make. You know if you're going to have to take the lead on the call or if he is. You guys got to make sure you're seeing the thing the same way. Okay, point out the middle linebacker. There's the mic point. Okay, we got one over from the mic. Yo, 66. And then you want to get to a point to where you know you don't have to make a call. 
because when you make a call, the defense is going to know what you're doing. You're combination blocking to this guy. So it does take some time to develop some of that continuity to make yourselves the best version of an offensive line. It's not like you can just sit, send, you know, five guys, five best offensive linemen out there one day, and they're just going to have the best offensive line. No, it takes time to know each other and know each other play, know how each other combo block, know how this guy pulls, this guy pulls. Is he going to get depth? You know, things like that. How about the Bears rookie class? Because this is, I think, a group that a lot of people have loved so far. You've got your two DBs in Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker. You've got the wide receiver, Bayless Jones Jr. A lot of people have fell in love with him, and he's developing a chemistry with Justin Fields. But then I think what's forgotten is... Dominique Robinson, the pass rusher the Bears took in the fifth round. I mean, he's been so impressive in training camp so far. And then people don't seem to be giving enough love to the sixth round pick running back Treston Ebner, who I like to call him a Swiss Army knife because he can pretty much play all over the place. But just what have you loved about the rookie class so far? I think all of them are actually uh, are doing a pretty good job. Obviously, you got the, you know, the top guys, but even a guy like, uh, you know, Ebner, Zachary Thomas, uh, Braxton Jones, you get lower down there. Um, we had Doug Kramer, guys that uh, aren't getting as many reps but are still performing. You know, I think this is a, is, a, is a good, deep class, and I think Poles did a good job. And I think the safeties are performing. When I was there, I was paying more attention to the, uh, to the offense. But I like Kyler Gordon. You know, I like Brisker. I think both those guys are going to have – big futures in this league and Villas Jones. I think he's quick. He's explosive. He might need to work on his hands a little bit. I, he dropped a few balls in individual drills. I'm not going to completely write him off and say the guy can't catch, but you don't like to see that. He's got to improve on that with a guy with his quickness and route running ability. Got to be able to catch football. So I want to see him, you know, improve that a little more, but I think he'll be a great return man, punt return man, kickoff return man. And, uh, you know, Braxton Jones has been getting some uh, some good praise, too. He's getting in a lot of reps with the ones, and, you know, he's not getting dominated at all. So I think that's a guy that could have a good future with the Bears. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I have to ask you more about a player like Jaquan Brisker. You playing tight end, I know for a fact you saw a lot of safeties kind of covering you. Now, for a player like Jaquan Brisker, I mean, he's the prototypical NFL safety. He's got size, he's got speed, he's athletic, he's fast, he plays physical. But how would you go about 
as a tight end, just kind of game planning for a player like that each week, knowing that you constantly saw him pop up covering tight ends on film? Yeah, you have to look and see, you know, what his strengths are. Are you going to are you going to have to use some quick release moves? You're going to have to shake him a little bit or can you use strength? And I think he's a tough guy because he's strong and he's quick. So, I mean, that's a guy that you have to come and you have to have a plan exactly for you know, how you're going to release against him. You watch the other tight ends that have played against some receivers and you see how they're successful. Can they beat him with speed? Can they beat him with strength? They beat him with quickness. They have to give him a little move. And then you make your, uh, your plan from there. But a guy that doesn't have either weakness, you know, right. That's very evident. You can't tell off the bat that, yo, this guy's, he's a little smaller. So I'm going to use my strength. Okay. He's a little bigger. His feet are a little bit slow. So I'm gonna try to use my speed. So he's going to, he's going to cause some matchup problems for sure. Let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, the pride and joy of the Bears, but Allen Williams has come in. He's had a lot of really good things to say. I mean, the defense has been lights out, I like to say, in camp so far because they do have some veteran experience on that side of the ball. But what excites you about the defensive side of the ball? And is there any player in particular that you're keeping your eye on throughout the season? No, I think I like this. Uh, I like this defense. You know, there's not a lot of big name guys. You know, obviously you got Robert Quinn, but besides that, there's not a ton of big name guys. You got Roquan that's you know hoping for his new contract, but uh, I think it's a it's a big group of guys. They're fast. They're quick. They're going to run to the ball. They're going to play hard, and that's what I like to see as a uh, as a as a player. And I think obviously you got Roquan, but adding Kyler Gordon. Then you got Jalen Johnson. You got Brisker, who looks like he's going to start. You got Eddie Jackson. I like him. Duke Shelley and Tavon Young were playing well. I, I saw Tavon Young the, the first day I was at practice was guarding Mooney very well. I was like, wow, this guy's literally staying right with Mooney. I mean, that's a tough task for anybody. So I'm actually excited. I know it was, uh, it was tough for some of these guys. Um, for some of these guys last year in this defense and our, our, our cornerbacks and safety unit weren't good, but I think a lot of it had to do with, with also with the defensive scheme. I think that uh, they, they gave up the number they had the worst quarterback passer rating against them. They, had the quarterback passer over a hundred, the, the, the passer rating, with the least amount of interceptions. So I think this year, this, uh, this defense, the secondary will, will do a lot better. I'm particularly excited for the secondary just because of the additions of Gordon and Brisker. I mean, the Bears kind of rebuilt the entire unit overnight, just adding two really good draft picks. And I'm one of those people that's a firm believer that had there not been that run on wide receivers and offensive linemen in that back half of the first round, you probably would have seen Gordon and Brisker taken as first round picks. So really phenomenal talents right there. But, you know, in terms of, the defense, right? How do you think this defensive line is going to do? Because it's completely new faces, but you do have players like a Travis Gibson, a Robert Quinn, a Justin Jones, three, I think, players that have stood out camp so far, but have also played in a 4-3 defense before. Yeah, I think it's a good mix. I think it's a good mix of guys that have been there and new guys. And that's what you want. You want some veterans, you want some young guys because the veterans will you know, make sure that every, everything is, is still moving forward. And a young guy, they might not have as much experience to draw on as how to do things right. So 
I like the fact that they kept Quinn. I know there was a lot of questions if if they're going to trade Quinn. You know, obviously getting rid of Khalil Mack. You know, Quinn's next, but I like the fact that he kept him to keep that centerpiece, that veteran guy on the defensive line, and to really help lead this defense and these young guys. So I'm excited. They're going to be. It's going to be a great opportunity for a lot of these guys to show what they can do. I don't know I'm going to be watching all of it closely too, but just what do you think this offense has to do to put it all together in 2022? Because my observations, I think through the first couple of days of camp are the same as yours. You see some really good moments. You see some moments where you're all like, okay, something's going to work here. They're going to get that specific play, that specific route concept clicking and working eventually. And then there's those moments where you're like, yeah, that didn't work. They probably shouldn't try that again. Yeah, so I think that they got to get Montgomery the ball early and often whenever you start the real games and even preseason. And then obviously you get uh, Herbert in there as well. I think you got to start off running the ball. Run the ball, run the ball, play action, pass, roll out with Justin Fields. I think you got to use two and three tight end sets. I think that the receiver unit isn't that great, but what they do have is an underrated tight end group. I think Cole Komet's going to have a big year, but I also love Ryan Griffin, the 10-year vet. This guy can catch and he can block. You can get him on the field, and he will, he will produce. Then also you got James O'Shaughnessy. He's a guy that's eight, nine-year vet. He can catch and he can block as well. You can get all three of these tight ends on the field with, with Mooney, and then you got Montgomery. I think that's a good, that's a good unit. You can keep defenses off balance. So you got you to switch personnel groupings a lot to keep the, off, the defense off balance. And I think that's something that this roster, they can do with the tight ends they have. I know it's certainly going to be so interesting kind of monitor because – when I look at this team, I say, okay, there's so much talent and potential that's just waiting to really go ahead and be developed. And the best part about all that is that there's so many young players on the roster that you have enough talent right now to really turn the Bears into a winning team for several years. But kind of getting away from the Bears here, I mean, I have to know just your NFL career, you were with a couple different teams. I mean, Playing with, I think, you know, a team like the Eagles, certainly an incredibly passionate fan base, but just was there a specific player or coach, I should say, throughout your football career that just has had a lasting impact on you to this day? Yeah, I mean, Coach Reed was the coach that drafted me. Um, I mean, he was a special guy, the way he goes about his business and everybody loved him. He was a he was a great impact, had a great impact on me. My tight end coach for Jacksonville under Gus Bradley, who Gus Bradley was an awesome guy as well. The positivity he had was infectious. Rod Middleton, though, my tight end coach for Jacksonville, was a really awesome guy. Really enjoyed my time with him. He's one of my favorite coaches of all time, and he's with uh, the Jets now. Also, Brian Dable. He's a head coach for the Giants. He, he was a short, I only spent a short time with the, with the Patriots, but he had a really big Im- impact on me there, and you know, I love Dable and we still keep in touch to this day, even though he's the head coach. So great guy and really, uh, really do appreciate all of them. Yeah, those, I mean, really phenomenal names, right? I love hearing guys like Brian Dable just get up to the podium and speak. But, you know, take us through what you're doing now. Obviously, you're not on the gridiron every Sunday, but what's life post football look like for you? 
Yeah, right now I'm in, I'm currently in school. I'm in Kelly School of Business. I'm working towards my MBA, my master's in business administration. And while I'm doing that, I am doing some, uh, some football media stuff. I'm starting up a, my first actual uh, paid podcast gig with the uh, Jacob Media in Philadelphia um, when season starts. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about exploring more of the sports world and uh, just being an analyst um, in football as well as uh, I do a lot of fitness things. I run, I'm a certified personal trainer and strength conditioning coach. I run a couple of fitness classes as well. Yeah, that all that sounds really fun. You know, I think you're definitely going to enjoy doing sports media. Like one of the things with me is this is actually, so I coach freshman football at Matea Valley High School here in Aurora. Awesome. And so it's my first year doing it, but I've just really enjoyed doing all of it so far. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people don't realize that when you're in kind of sports, it just has such a lasting impact and that on you as an individual, because you're just helping so many different people. I feel like. Absolutely. I'd love to come talk to the kids sometimes. Um, if you ever, uh, if you ever need a guy, want to come talk to him, a little motivational speech, uh, that'd be my pleasure. Absolutely. Clay, this has been a pleasure. I mean, you're welcome back on the show at any time. I'm going to let you go now because I'm sure you have a lot of different things to do, but um, you have a great rest of your day and keep in touch. Let me know if you ever need anything. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Love talking bears. We'll have to do it again soon. Absolutely. Yes, we will. So that was former NFL tight end and Chicagoland area native Clay Harbor. Certainly a great interview. A lot of really good insight there. Before we get out of here, though, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Bear Report. Check out the Picks for Polls podcast where myself and Andrew Freeman break down everything that's happening in the college football world, as well as the NFL draft, 52 weeks a year. Be sure to go and check out our website, BearReport.com for complete and extensive coverage of your Chicago Bears. Make sure that you're dropping a five-star rating on this podcast where you decide to listen leave us a great review too your support means a lot to us and finally make sure you're following me on twitter at usaid kosho it's been a pleasure this week guys we'll catch you guys in a couple days here with more training camp action from alice hall but until then stay safe and bear down bears fans did you know that most vitamin d3 supplements come from sheep's wool i'm kat founder of ritual we're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.